Hello, my zebras and spoonies. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me today. I am glad that you were here. Today, I'm going to be talking about fidget toys. I never imagined how helpful having a fidget would be. I was encouraged to try one when I was like, diagnosed with ADHD, and I went into it thinking that it was not going to be helpful. It seemed like such a silly thing and something way too simple to be of much use. Well, I was wrong. It was one of the most effective things that I have used. Many people with and without ADHD benefit from a fidget. A fidget is usually a small item that you can interact with that boosts your concentration. A fidget is a, something that intrigues or stimulates our sensory system. Stress toys fall under the umbrella of fidgets. Our bodies need sensory stimulation and movement, but our societies don't generally provide that. We're just designed with these sensory needs and movement needs. It's just part of being human. And fidgeting is a normal part of being human. Some people fiddle with paper clips, doodle, or chew on pencils to boost their attention. Most people fidget while they're talking on the phone. Many people take notes for the sensory stimulation rather than to recall the information later. Um, fidgets are frequently used to treat ADHD, but they're helpful for many other diagnoses. They can be used for behavioral management or to help with mood. Fidgets can help us stay alert and focus, keep on task. This seems counterintuitive. It seems like playing with something would be distracting, but research shows that it just isn't. The fidget becomes background noise that's, that satisfies the sensory need, which allows our brain to focus on the task at hand. And the key here is that it's a need. Our bodies will focus on our needs before they focus on anything else. And as long as there is an unsatisfied need, it's going to be difficult to pay attention to a lecture. I mean, consider if you're hungry, tired, cold, or you're just feeling ill. You're having physical needs that are not being attended to. You're not going to be able to really pay attention to somebody who's presenting a lecture the same way if those needs were being met. And fidgeting is the same way. There are an amazing amount of options for fidget toys out there, and they're coming out with new ones that are cool all the time. Fidgets are really readily available now, and they can be easily found by searching for fidget toys in your search engines. But keep in mind that there are a lot of options that aren't traditional fidgets. A small container of Play-Doh, a couple of marbles, a worry stone, a little bit of fabric, Finding a fidget comes down to just trying things out and seeing what works, seeing what helps you get into that intellectual zone. But be aware, though, that relying on only one fidget can lead it to it losing its effectiveness. Um, research shows that when you repeatedly use the same fidget, it does not provide the same sensory stimulation over time. So it's actually recommended that you use a variety of fidgets to maintain good results with all the your fidgets. And you just have a bag or box of them and you constantly sort through them and, and swap them in and out. Um, so what do I kind of recommend for fidgets? First is consider the activities that you need to perform 
and choose fidgets that aren't going to get in the way of doing those activities. So when I'm doing a lot of typing, I find using a stress ball helpful, but I put it on the floor <laughs> and I rock my foot over it or I step on it. And generally speaking, I find fidgets I can use in one hand to be more useful because it gives me the other hand to keep working with. So it's, it's important to kind of keep in mind what you're going to be doing. So if you need to be able to write notes during your lecture, hey, that might be your fidget. But if it's not and you need a fidget, you know, something that you can use with one hand is, is going to be, you know, more helpful. Also, keep in mind that there are people around you. Silent fidgets are not as disruptive to those people that are around you. Um, there are many out there that click or pop, and I find that these can be really distracting to others, especially if you're in a large group, like a lecture or a meeting. Um, and that can be the same thing with ones that have like flashing lights or have a lot of movement to them, like the spinners. Um, so these are fine when you're by yourself and they can actually add another layer of sensory stimulation with the sound or the light. Um, but I think that it's important to be considerate to those that are working around you and try to keep your fidgets to yourself, you know, and not disrupt other people. Um, I personally prefer fidgets that are the size of my palm or smaller. Um, it's easier to carry them around. You can easily fit several in a bag or even in a pocket. Um, it's more likely that you'll be able to use them one-handed if they're small. Um, they tend to be less disruptive. Uh, they tend to be less distracting to other people. They tend to be less visual to other people if they're um, smaller. Um, they're also easier to wrangle into a fidget bag or box if they're smaller. Uh, so consider what the fidget is for. I find visual fidgets are very calming, but they're not very helpful for productivity since I will sit and watch them rather than working. But these are really great for reducing my energy levels or for when I need to think about something really intently or when I'm having anxiety and just need to relax. So um, I think of visual fidgets as things like uh, hourglasses and you can just like watch the sand falling from the top to the bottom, or they make ones that are mixes of oil and water and they have dye in them and, and you can watch the bubbles of color move through various gadgets as it goes down through the fidget. Um, other ones are the glitter tubes that you shake up and you watch the glitter swirl around. Um, so if you're supposed to be watching a video, having a visual fidget isn't likely to help you pay better attention to the video. So think about what fidgeting you already do and find things that facilitate that fidgeting. So do you chew your nails or the ends of your pencils or frequently snack on things when you're looking for stimulation? 
Um, in that case, consider toys that are intended to be chewed on and are not damaging to the teeth. And they make a whole bunch of those. Uh, do you like to drum your fingers? You can consider things like the strengthening fidget that allow you to make that same movement without striking the table and therefore being less um, noisy. So I think that, you know, to, to really just kind of sum it up is, you know, get stuff, try it and see what works for you. There's a lot of places, you know, like Amazon that you can order packages of fidgets and you can try a bunch of things all at once. Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that it doesn't have to be a formal fidget toy to work for you. Um, if it's something that, you know, does work for you, then it then it falls into the fidget category and it doesn't have to, to cost you any money and it doesn't have to be a formal fidget toy. Um, sometimes just clicking a pen satisfies that clicky poppy feeling need that I have. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend that everyone try fidgets regardless of your diagnosis. Um, research shows that they help improve everyone's focus, even if you are a neurotypical. So I think there's a lot of benefit to be had for engaging in sensory stimulation and embracing the fact that we are sensory creatures. So thanks for coming and hanging out with me and listening to me ramble today. Um, until we talk and hang out again, you guys take care of yourselves. All right. Bye.